0: Drop the subject.
1: The new Channel Q. All right, let's get this thing going, shall we? Allie Johnson, Char together again. Together again, two days in a row. Two days in a row. I have a feeling you'll be back next
2: week. Fingers crossed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. Jarrett Hill is still out. He'll be back tomorrow. We're about to talk about some Burning Man missed connections. Oh, I'm so excited. Even more exciting possibly is the ESPN body issue that came out. Did you have
2: a chance to peruse that? I did, and I have such an intense question. I know that scenes, you know, sex scenes and things in, in movies happen all the time, but I am so intrigued by these modesty cloths or pouches or whatever they are. Or, like, how many other pictures? Yeah, They had
1: to take for that perfect angle to not show their junk? Really? I like, just, where are the negatives? I just
2: watched a video this morning that they released about the black hockey player, the new... Yeah, you know, everybody's the like, San Jose Sharks. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, I'm just watching it. His, his butt is all in the frame. And I'm like, how exactly does this work? Right, exactly. Who's like the adhesive? photographer? Well... You mean the, that they have... I was fascinated by the, the the absence of any sort of... Oh, like there would be something yeah. peeking through. So I'm wondering if there's like adhesive, you know, like uh, like how uh, women wear like nipple covers with some um Yeah, those garment. little
1: pasties? Yeah. Like so, they would have ball pasties? Uh,
2: listen, I don't... There was nothing. I'll have to show you the video on break.
1: Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by this. And this year it I was... I tweeted it,
2: by the way. You did? Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm fascinated into how these come together as well and who agrees to do them and who doesn't and who's like there's some people who were like I've always wanted to do the ESPN body issue and then there are other people who probably ne- would never do it so it's it's interesting this year there was there was an older woman a 60 plus mm-hmm. woman there's somebody with a, a, a um, what are the, the prosthetic leg legs a very very interesting roundup this year so we'll get into that we also will be talking to a woman who has been protesting for at least two weeks now to get the Way back on the air. This was a show that was on Netflix for two seasons. It was a big hit, as far as I was concerned. I watched it. My wife watched it. We were obsessed, and then it got canceled. And I was like, "Wow, that's a bummer." So we're going to be talking to her, and we have a little surprise for her as well. That might uh, that might help her in her effort her efforts. I also. Throughout the course of the day yesterday, started getting some more responses as to the question we discussed yesterday on the show, which is what What is the worst recommendation you've ever gotten? Have you had uh, gotten? A, I had gotten a recommendation to a hair salon that gave that was basically like a supercuts. It was the worst recommendation ever. You had a bad nail salon recommendation that mm. ended up cost you seventy bucks and uh, cost you some of your cuticles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got some other people who said they got horrible recommendations for contractors. And then uh, Brooklyn Jones, who's a friend of mine, a comedian, responded uh, later yesterday and said people in LA always this is LA specifically, always recommend restaurants with trash food. And I have to second that. I have gotten so many recommendations from people in this area being like, oh man, gotta go to this place. It's right on the water. It's amazing. And then you go and you're like, the food here sucks. I have not had that happen
2: to me. Most times when people recommend things, I'm like, wow, this is good. There was only one time um, in Pasadena, this place is like known for their breakfast burritos. And I went with a friend. We went before we went to Coachella. We only went for like a pool of party in Coachella by the way didn't have tickets but we you got went to these, Coachella house yes okay but we got the the breakfast burritos that everybody's raving about it's all on Yelp and I was like girl this tastes like the breakfast burrito from up the street at Troy's Burgers. And sometimes the recommendation itself
1: and the upselling of the item can kind of make it not taste as good. Just yeah. because you have this image of your mind, like In-N-Out Burger. Everyone says in and out Burger is amazing, right? And they say it's the best burger ever. The first time I ever had in and out Burger, I was like, okay, this is why is everyone so. And then, and then I didn't realize that a couple weeks later, I
2: craved one and I really? craved one. Yeah,
1: and then now I feel like it is such a great burger. Cuz I'm not a fan
2: of In-N-Out. I feel like it's so overhyped. I've had Wendy's burgers better than In-N-Out. <laughs> the first time I had it was protein style and then everybody's like, "No, you got to have it regular, regular." Oh, so.
1: no, I'm a protein style girl. Mustard fried. Yeah. Oh. Then they put now, pickles
2: on it. Okay, that intrigues me. I'm like,
1: yeah. now that. And you can put that hot sauce on it that you just said you carried in your purse off <laughs> the air. Do. I do. I love that you always have hot sauce in your purse. I it do. makes me so I happy. Do. Pre-Beyonce. <laughs> uh, the other thing that was coming through, you've got, oh, you've got a full-size bottle. It's not even one of those mini Tabascos. What
2: brand do you do? This is Trader Are you a Joe's... Cholula girl? No, 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 no. I like hot sauce. not hot. hot. Not flavor sauce. Uh, this is, normally I have Marie Sharp. Which is a Belizean hot sauce that you can get at Ralph's. But this is Trader Joe's habanero hot sauce. Oh, you do go hot, hot, hot. If you have not tried this hot sauce, you should invest in it. But use it sparingly if you're not a Spice Girl. <laughs> because this hot sauce is hot. <laughs>
1: okay. I love that you keep it just for such an emergency. Or there's a, a naked egg that needs hot sauce on it. Some habanero. The other thing that was coming through yesterday on this. Uh, what what the worst recommendations you've ever gotten. Were family recommendations like, oh, you know, my parents gave me this job recommendation for this place and then I got a job there and it was horrible. You know, your parents or your family giving you bad recommendations about your life choices is a whole separate conversation. Because I have gotten so many recommendations from my mom on how to further my career that are just very obviously out of left field from somebody who doesn't really know what's going on. Like she'll like I do radio, obviously, and she'll be like, my cousin's... um. You know, my cousin's nephew is a screenwriter. And I'm like, okay, you two should uh, get in contact. And I'm like, cool. That's, I don't. That's nice. How would that play out in a beneficial way for me? Yeah. The times that she has recommended Ellen to me, I can now count on my hands. Yeah. She has recommended that I write to Ellen. Okay. For all sorts of things, uh, the pilot that I've been developing, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. Yeah, she'll and then she forgets too because she's getting older. So she yeah. will, she'll recommend this to me multiple times. She'll go, you know, um, L That after Ellen. Why don't you send it to her? I'm like Ellen doesn't give a crap about me.
2: Fun, okay. Fun quick story. I was so desperate for a job after college when I moved back home to Chicago. Ellen did a show. It was remote. She was still in L. A. But she had her producer Jenny or whatever. It was like meet at the Bean. I printed out my resume and drove downtown uh. and handed it to Jenny. I'm sure she tossed it. <laughs> but I gave. Like but a you whole did it. Pitch. I was like, listen, you know, this is it. But I never heard back.
1: Hey, well, you know, you never know. You got to be in it to win it, and you are in it. And to win it. We'll actually give you some information on how you can register to win a trip to Vegas and uh, uh, you can enjoy the Life is Beautiful festival there. So all of that and more is coming up. Plus, Burning Man Miss Connections. All the fun never stops. Stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right
0: back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, there's love at first sight,
1: and then there is love at first burn. I'm Allie Johnson. I'm here with Char Giselle. This is "Drop the
2: Subject," and we're getting into a very romantic portion of the show. Yeah, that lead-in could be uh, interpreted a million and one different ways. <laughs> Love the first burn.
1: Yeah, in this case, I am talking about Burning Man. <laughs> I know, but there know. are burning pleasures that are bad ones <laughs> that I'm sure connect people in a way they didn't anticipate. But mm-hmm. apparently, people hung out on the playa. There were bikes to be ridden. There was uh, there were there were domes where people were mixing and mollying and and then all of a sudden everyone just picked up and left and then you're left thinking you know what where was Ashley that girl with the crop top and the sign that said free kisses on her chest if
2: that's even her real name
1: if that's even her real name I must find out so where do they go they go online and for this, I really do have to give credit to a comedian named Emily Heller, who apparently does this every year. She, she uh, scours the Internet and finds all of the best Burning Man Missed Connections every single year. So without further ado, here are some Burning Man Missed Connections. This one comes from Craigslist, the most romantic place to start.
2: Lord, have mercy.
1: We met at a trash fence. (laughs) You were wearing a long furry coat and riding a green road bike. I was wearing flannel, and I had a chili peppers bandana and a green hat and riding a piece of crap mountain bike. We laughed at the guys getting chased down after jumping the fence. We watched skydivers come down from the sky, and then we rode off in separate directions. How do I find you?
2: It's number one. I hope, you know what? The detailing of that outfit is so specific, I feel like it shouldn't be too hard to track that person down.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's great about these is that they're very descriptive about what they look like, because that's the only way
2: to find out bins. who
1: they are. Buy a trash fence. All right, start the music over. I mean, I've got another one for you. This one comes from Desert Ocean Muse. I'm I believe sorry. this is on Reddit, and it's titled, Things Got Weird at Orgy Dome. Oh. We met at Shabbat on Friday night, became friendly over dinner, then biked to Orgy Dome for our first experience. Things Got Weird at O.D., And we partied our ways shortly. Oh, and we parted our ways shortly after. I think I saw you the next Friday at Foam Home (laughs) with another lady, so I didn't go up and reconnect. Thanks for the bracelet you put on me when I was blindfolded. Oh, my God. (laughs) I noticed it the next morning, and it smelled like you.
2: And that could be interpreted a whole lot of different ways, too, if you were at, what was it, Orgy Dome? Orgy Dome and then Foam Home, if you're keeping track. At home, home. So many um,
1: potential double
2: entendres here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and what I wonder is, if there are multiple people who are like, wait, this was me? Maybe this was me. I can't remember. Because I can't of the
2: You know, because of what's the acid. point of, of Burning Man? I used to think it was a music festival, but it's not. It's a parade.
1: No, it's not really a parade. It's just more of an experience where there's a lot of existential art displays all oh, around. Yes. There are all kinds of different... I think there are performances, too, but it's like music and arts. And art, and, yeah. and And, and sort orgies. Of, and orgies, yeah. yeah. It's more like, I'm going to grab a dirt bike and put on this bandana and these goggles, and I'm going to ride around on mushrooms while looking at giant horses with and wings. And never shower. And never shower. And then on the final day, they have a giant... Man, a wooden man, that they set on fire. And that's the burning man on the final day. What in the cult? (laughs) (laughs) I read on. Go ahead. To the girl from the Polly Paradise social mixer who had free kisses written across her chest. I ran into you later at the Elevated Stepping Stones art piece on Saturday and I took you up on your offer. We shared an amazing kiss and you said that I was a very good kisser. I stupidly let myself get distracted by something else and I blew my chance to get to know you better. I'd love a second chance to chat more with you.
2: Don't they know that these people, Burning Man I I feel like is just an experience, but people go back to their real lives.
1: To Bunny from Formogenesis, thank you for sharing with me your irradiated positive energy. I only saw you a few times, and every time you made my day better and put a giant smile on my face. After meeting you, I vow to be a more positive, high-energy person, especially when interacting with others. These are unbelievable. There are many, many more. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. Uh, I mean, these include, I I, I saw you at Incendia Dome and I instantly knew you were perfect because you were tall, skinny and had brown hair and lived in New York and you had a giant cotton ball on your bike (laughs) and talked in grunts. Oh, the the hilarity continues. I will tweet this out. Um, Emily Heller, very, very good job putting this compilation of Burning Man misconnections on Twitter. This is why, you know, the Internet's not all bad. There are Uh... good things. (laughs)
2: I feel like with Burning Man, people go back to their real lives. Like the, the the brunette that you met at the Orangey Dome is also is a fourth grade teacher. And she's not interested in reconnecting with you. What happened in that weekend was that weekend for her. What happened on the playa stayed on the playa. Drop
0: the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q.
1: All right, Allie Johnson here. Char Giselle is by my side, and we're hanging out with you for Drop the Subject on this lovely Thursday. Thanks for checking us out. If you're checking us out for the first time, hey, you can follow us at DTS Show on Twitter, on Instagram. You can also follow the station, be a supporter at We Are Channel Q on Twitter and on Instagram as well. I believe there's even a Facebook page, maybe even a Friendster account. Wow. <laughs> and now I say something on Channel Q that I never thought I'd say today. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about the ESPN body issue.
3: Now if we're talking body, yeah, because one, so it It's always
0: a
1: nice time of year when you get to look at athletes naked. Yes. Or at least almost naked.
2: Almost naked. We and get to see a lot of booties.
1: Yeah, a lot of booties and a lot of like strategically placing a helmet over your junk. Yeah.
2: Or or your basketball or what have you? Your hockey puck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if all you need is a puck then I mean or your baseball bat.
1: Oh, yep, there's a baseball bat in there. So let's go over some of these people. On the very front, this is, I don't know if this is on the very front of the issue, but this is one of the first displayed images. And it is the entire, well, not the entire, many of the people on the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, which is very exciting leading up to week one of of the NFL.
2: Oh, gosh. Do
1: you think that any of these guys are going to be getting some fun locker room
2: Chattered,
1: yeah, because they're their deciding to be
2: on the ESPN oh, body sh- issue. I'm sure. You know they're going to be teased by someone. I have to say, I'm most impressed. Um, I'm not a feet girl, but I'm like, okay, for these to be you know, professional athletes, offensive linemen, they have nice-looking feet for the most part. <laughs>
1: yeah, when they're usually in sweaty gym socks. Yeah, athlete's foot and stuff. Yeah. And with these guys too, football players, it's kind of a mixed bag. Sometimes you get like some of the wide receivers and the and the running backs, they're really really toned, but some of the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen are just like big dudes yeah. and they don't necessarily like have stocky. big tone, but yeah, they're just like giants. It's like solid. Yeah, they're just
2: that makes they're just thick. Yeah, thick. Very thick with two c's. Yes, T H I C C.
1: Then we move on to and I I will say there are some people in this issue that I've never heard of, for example, CrossFit champion Katrine David David Doter. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a
2: CrossFit championship, let alone champions. Me either. CrossFit intimidates the hell out of me, though. But I've I, never done it. I'm scared. The, I've never the heavy done it ropes because and you got me flipping tires and stuff. <laughs> no, you will not be yelling at me with doing that stuff. No,
1: and a lot of people get injured. And then yeah. you have to. You have to be basically promoting CrossFit at all times in order to be in CrossFit. (laughs) They give you
2: the shirt, And I imagine that that's not your first workout. Like, if you just now are returning to the idea of working out after like a three-year hiatus, I imagine that CrossFit, I know they have different levels, but mm mm-mm. Nope. No thanks. Uh, Well, Katrine, who
1: loves CrossFit, was very eager to do the ESPN body issue. I would think that if you're trying to get people to do the ESPN body issue, looking at CrossFit would be an easy pick.
2: Yeah, and she's so muscular. She's only 26.
1: Yeah, she looks... That's a good back. Right. (laughs) She does Ever really toned back, uh, Alex Honnold. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Free Solo, but this this guy is one of the most well known, world famous rock climbers that has ever lived. He yes. free solo climbed the the uh, uh, not the Dawn Wall, the um, what is my thinking? What is it called? Yosemite. Yosemite. Half-dome, half-dome. Yes, he free climbed half-dome. He's got a nice lean body. The, literally, because you can't have an ounce of fat on you in order to do that.
2: Literally looking at his image is the literal definition personified of a lean, mean fighting machine. Yes.
1: You're like, everything on your body is built to perform. Yeah. Then you have people like... L- WNBA Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman, who is 61 years old, and she's like, hey, I'm happy to get naked uh, in a magazine. It. Yeah.
2: Love to see We've it. We've
1: also got Scout Bassett, who is a Paralympic champion or a track and field champion. She lost her right leg in a fire. So that's always uh, interesting to see somebody's full body when, when that's the case. Yeah. Seeing, seeing one of those really awesome bionic legs. Which almost makes you like, man, if I could just buy one of those and replace it with my regular leg, think yeah. of how far I could run. Yeah. I could act, almost be good enough to be an athlete. You'd be a an X-Man,
2: a, a superhero. Yeah. And I love Evander Kane and Chris Paul. Evander Kane is the hockey player I was telling you about at the top of the show. Yeah. Mmm.
1: Yeah. There's another <laughs> Michael Thomas, New, New Orleans wide receiver. Very attractive, I would say. For I mean, I'm mean, i not attracted to guides for the most part, but very attractive. And he is uh, definitely a really good wide receiver for my fantasy draft, which I did oh. yesterday. So uh, there you have it. If you want to take a gander, we will put it on Twitter. The ESPN body issue is something that you can look at while you're sitting behind your desk today uh, to keep you titillated throughout work. We'll be right back.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q drop the subject the new channel q all right
1: drop the subject with ali johnson and Shar giselle a couple of announcements for one you can go over to we and register to win a, f- a trip to vegas we're giving away five five trips to vegas ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, for the life is beautiful <laughs> music and arts festival with the post malone ruvis de Sol, carly ray Jepsen, billy eilish Janelle Monet. It is a star studded lineup. You will not want to miss it. We're giving out two three day passes to the Life is Beautiful Festival and special access to the Pool Party series, which is hosted at the downtown Grand Hotel and Casino. Give yourself a weekend in Vegas. Why the hell not, right? September 20th through the 22nd. That's when it is. So mark your calendars and go over to We Are Channel Q right now, wearechannelq.com, and register to win. Also wanted to let you know. About a campaign that we are running uh, starting Sunday, September 8th. It's a campaign called I'm Listening. And uh, this is going to be, I Emmy, mean, it's in the morning, right? At 8 o'clock? Yeah, yeah. Okay, at 8 a.m. We're running some special programming with people like Lizzo and Halsey. And this is all about destigmatizing discussions about mental health and about suicide prevention. It, mental health is something that I'm really passionate about. My wife is in mental health, and I feel like destigmatizing the conversation conversations about mental health is really, really important, especially with the world that we're living in right now can be a lot of things to handle. And not everybody has the tools to handle these things. I mean, we all as a country, I feel like are suffering from PTSD. And it's important to talk to people about this, even whether it's with a professional or with each other. The conversations are really important to have. So I think it's really important that we are doing this. Again, I'm listening. The I'm listening campaign starts September 8th on Sunday. And I believe. It continues through next week, so uh, so definitely be listening for that. All right. Equally important, we must talk about vegans. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, this story that we covered yesterday
2: about a vegan woman in Britain who Australia.
1: Oh, was that Australia?
2: Yeah, she was Australia. Okay.
1: I thought it was remember Britain. Remember
2: my my bad Australian accent maybe that threw you off and made you I
1: think now I was like I don't know if we're in Norway or where the hell we are. Well, we listened to the audio yesterday because this woman is very upset with her neighbors eating meat and their smoking meat was wafting onto her patio, so it was making her angry. And then I don't even think we got to this part of the story, but the the neighbors were getting so angry with her bitching about this that they planned a barbecue in her front yard and now there is an update a vegan update to the story what's going on
2: Char? Yes so organizers of this particular v- barbecue have now nixed it um, oh, they were planning yeah they backed out Yeah, you gotta double down what's on these crazy things crazy is more than 3,000 people had planned to attend this event <laughs> on October 19th and the name of the event was help Camilla Carden get some pork on her fork this is harassment uh, you know because she was saying that the smell of meat was uh, jeopardizing her quality of life. You know, it was fishy everywhere. She hated... Maybe she said, fish, fish, all I smell is fish. Yes, I'm like, I love a piece of grilled fish and it shouldn't be smelly if it's fresh, I'd imagine. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, Bailey Mason was the organizer and he uh, he or she announced that they were canceling this because uh, Camilla Cardin's lawyer... Came out and they said basically, if you step foot, if this barbecue trickles over onto her property, you will be arrested and prosecuted for trespassing. Okay, so
1: just move it over a couple inches. Just do it on the block
2: party. But then it won't affect her as much. They're really trying to troll her because they were mad that she, you know, called the authorities on them for, for grilling and smoking cigarettes. So, Is she, do you think she's one of those people who can't even go out to eat because she's so paranoid about
1: whether this veggie bacon was cooked on the same stove as regular bacon?
2: You know, I'm trying not to project, but I'm imagining for for this amount of attention, she has to be borderline one of those insufferable vegans. Because I imagine if she was just going along to get along, like I, my, my, I have two sisters that are vegan. I live in Los Angeles. Plenty of my friends are vegans, but they're not insufferable. There's no reason why 3,000 plus people <laughs> right. You know, are showing up on your front lawn. exactly.
1: If there are three thousand people who want to piss you off, yes, you have pissed. A- Maybe yeah. you're
2: the issue, Camilla Cardin. Um, but yeah, so um, it's a logistical concern. And her doctor, I mean, excuse me, her lawyer said, you know, they will not condone the harassment of Mrs. Cardin. And if you step foot anywhere near her property, I'm guessing she has a lot of property, you're out of here.
1: Well, yeah, because she's saving all this money, not buying any meat.
2: Yeah. I mean, she's got
1: plenty of money. She's barely eating anything. There's that. She doesn't have the
2: energy to deal with any of this. (laughs) October 19th, it's a wrap. It's not happening anymore. Oh,
1: damn it. Well, I think we should plan one for Channel Q just for the hell of it. Mm. I mean, why not? Smoke some meat. Uh, Okay. (laughs) News that are losing headlines are on deck, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to
0: Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop The Subject presents News It or Lose It.
1: All right, Char, I've got five headlines in front of me, and you have five choices to make.
2: All right, Allie. You ready for this? Oh, yes.
1: News it or lose it. Here we go. Headline number one. Man behind on rent arrested for trying to play dead for his landlord.
2: (laughs) Mood. News it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I figured since you had a story yesterday about someone who faked their own death twice. Yes. I would also reciprocate with a faked death. Yes. All right. Headline number two. Nine things that happen to the body if you stop having sex.
2: Oh my, yeah, we are newsing that okay. one because
1: baby. We <laughs> got it. Just, you know, hypothetical, asking for a friend.
2: You know, some people are celibate.
1: <laughs> there are some people who are involuntarily celibate and then they start Facebook groups. Ooh. Uh, headline num- <laughs> number three New research shows that the T Rex had an air conditioner in its head.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: News it. <laughs> <laughs> headline number four. Teen prank involving bodily fluids results in several arrests.
2: Do I want to know this? <laughs> do I really want to know about this? It's uh, Ohio teens tampering. Oh, I knew it was the Midwest. <laughs> um, Let's do. I want to news that one. Okay, All right. These kids are out of control.
1: So headline number five. That's four out of five. Here's your fifth one. Voice and face recognition makes you feel safe. Think again. In an AI-first, voice-mimicking software has been
2: used in a major theft. You know what? I've been um, familiar with stories like this because Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. Um, We can lose that one only because I've been keeping my finger to the pulse. Okay, when it comes to stories with how you know the fake deeps and like that stuff, people are laughing, but that stuff is terrifying to me. It's not
1: the. It is the first time, maybe, but it will not be the last. I'm sure we will talk about that eventually. Oh yes. So if you're keeping track at home, we are newsing the following: man behind on rent arrested for trying to play dead for his landlord. Nine things that happened to your body if you stop having sex new research which shows the t-rex had an air conditioner inside of its head and a teen prank involving bodily fluids resulting in an arrest all that is coming up i don't know how you could go anywhere else
0: drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q wow
1: we're going to get into some of that at some point. I know we are. Allie Johnson here. Char Giselle is joining me while Jarrett Hill is out. He'll be back tomorrow. And uh, I would love to just do a special with you. Okay. Where we talk about all of the... <laughs> all of my triggers. All of the all of the relationship or situationship drama that you've been describing to me off the air. <sighs> uh, but we must move on to someone else's drama. Because News It or Lose It is ready. And so are you.
0: Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It.
1: I don't know if you've watched that show I Survived, but they always say when you are out in the woods and you see an imminent threat, like a, a bobcat or a mountain lion or a bear, you're supposed to play possum. You're supposed to play dead. That's the way to alleviate a threat because they think, oh, you're dead. My job is done. I'm going to move on and eat your body later. Well, One man had that idea, but not with a bobcat, with his landlord. He said, oh, crap, it's the first. This is a problem. Even though I might get that buffer day because it's Labor Day, I still do not have the money to make this rent. So what am I going to do? Well, you could get creative. You could dodge your landlord. You could go out of town, take a little impromptu vacation. But when you're short on cash, you got to get creative with what you got, which is nothing. So you just play dead. Pretend to be unconscious for your landlord and hope for the best, and that is what this guy did. He is 28-year-old Ted Zarin's. He was found unresponsive in his part in his apartment just recently. The landlord found him there, saw that he was unresponsive. Of course, he was unresponsive voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Then the landlord freaked out, called for assistance, and. Police arrived. And when they arrived, they found Zarens was conscious and responsive and completely not in need of any medical assistance. Then the officers discovered that there was an outstanding warrant for Zarens, who allegedly failed to appear in court uh, to a criminal threatening charge. So he had a history and he had no money. And I don't know what he was expecting out of this, but if someone finds you dead, they're probably going to call somebody
2: to confirm they're call your death. are the people that are looking for you, which is the police. What I'm interested in knowing is, did he like, you know how you can like, well, I don't know like what you can take, but I've seen it like on murder mystery shows. You know how people take like a substance or a pill or something to slow down their heart rate? Like, right. was it that type of unresponsive? Because. I cannot play dead. I will bust out laughing, especially if someone, you know, like, I feel like the intention is there, but if someone's like, oh my gosh, are you know, shaking me, I'm going to start laughing. So they're like, Char, you're behind on on your rent. Right. So I'm wondering if he like, took uh, something to aid in him appearing to be unresponsive.
1: Something makes me think that this guy is not that creative. Yeah. I think he probably just saw the landlord and got on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend that I was living with for a while who uh, who would skip out on rent and I was living with her, which was really difficult because the landlord would come and ask for me, like ask me where her rent was. And I would be like, I don't I don't know, but here's mine. And then she would be gone for like days at a time and then she would come back later with the rent money. But she knew that she wasn't getting paid until a certain day. So she would just leave and not come back until that day. Which is still more creative than and a better plan than playing dead. Right, right.
2: And just send them on to your voicemail. Put on do not disturb disturb when they call.
1: Yeah, there you go. It's easy to avoid people now. All right. The nine things that happen to your body if you stop having sex. We must take a break, but there are nine things that might happen. You might feel down in the dumps. Oh, your walls may weaken. Oh, Lord. All of that coming up. Drop the subject.
0: <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right.
1: Lots of subjects to pick up again for Drop the Subject. I'm Hallie Johnson. I'm here with Shar Giselle. And Shar, we're about to talk about sex, baby. I'm here for it. Okay. This is something that you wanted to news. And these are the nine things that could happen to your bod if you stop having sex.
2: Wait, let me get my pen and pad. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Don't
1: say pad at a time like this. Okay. <laughs> I love how you ding that bell whenever there's a joke made. Okay, when you stop having sexual intercourse, you might start to notice changes in your body. This is for women. This, I'm just going to say this article is... Particularly geared towards women, and I would even venture to say heterosexual women. Okay. But we're going to read on anyway. Number one is that you may feel a bit of a change in your libido. I would say this goes n- with no matter what gender you prefer to have sex with, you're going to feel a change in your libido if you don't have sex frequently. It is a powerful thing. It has the power to improve your mood and even whittle your waistline. And sex once a week can even increase your longevity. But what if you're not having regular sex at all? Well, the health effects of celibacy are very based on your health, how old you are, even what kind of sex you're having. But you will likely see some impacts. Uh, for starters, you may feel a loss of sex drive or or even an increase in libido. So, you're just going to get a change in libido, I guess. Okay. And I also wonder how this is going to compare for a celibate person versus me, a married person. hmm Because, you know, I've been with my partner for quite a long time. It's yeah. It's not like we're doing it always. yeah. I've been there done that many times. It sounds like
2: like borderline like menopause symptoms but early.
1: Uh, You may feel more down in the dumps. This is number two. Sex is uh, part physical, part mental. So when you have sex, they're usually having skin-to-skin contact, and this kind of contact is the first primal way we as humans get comforted as babies with our mothers. Oh, gosh. I don't want to... (laughs) Lord. Thanks for that. (laughs) See, I didn't need the breastfeeding image. Oh, Lord. Uh, Sexual connection gives partners loads of skin-to-skin caressing and touch, and can help to regulate one another's moods. So I guess that could be a deficit when you're not getting f- yeah. physical touch, then maybe you'd be a little bit like, Meh,
2: But and you I, can get physical touch that's not sexual. That is true. And sex is uh, uh, affirmative. Foreplay and sex that, that can be affirmative. So I could see how that can affect your mood. Like if you're not feeling the greatest about yourself and you have someone celebrating your body. That's true. But then the,
1: you could also have the opposite effect where you're having uh, you know, sex with somebody who doesn't care about you and doesn't appreciate your not body and watch. then makes you feel... <laughs> All right. Well, that doesn't apply to you. All right. Uh, Let's see. Number three, your vaginal walls may weaken. Uh. This is graphic. If you thought the uh, mother and baby image was weird in women entering menopause, not having constant (laughs) penetration can be a use it or lose it type of thing. Without regular frequency of intercourse as you get older, the walls of the uh, of the lady parts thin out and you can lead and it can lead to painful Okay, this is getting really graphic. Oh that um, sucks. Yeah. I don't know how this pertains to lesbians. Uh, oh yeah. Like how thin are my open. walls? Right. <laughs> right. Right, right, <laughs> think probably right. Probably paper thin at this point. What is Way happening? Per- <laughs> this is like paper mache. <laughs> it's like a one ply. All right you may have less lubrication okay. again okay I,
2: that i can understand the dryness that's a factor cuz you got it you know you got to start the engine you got to rev the engine before you drive the car so i could imagine that's why foreplay is so 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 important and oftentimes you know it's a make it can, or break it can be more enjoyable than the actual act you know mm-hmm. foreplay can be fun
1: yeah yeah i mean half the fun is in getting there yes. i agree all right, you may feel more or less stressed. This article is kind of frustrating me, to be honest. Uh, you might have more of a libido or less of a libido. You might feel more stressed. You might <laughs> right, feel less stressed. Right. You might have a They're great just mood. Like, Let's you just might have cover a bit- it all. Yeah, and you might be dry with thin walls. Who was Who was this written by? Is this written by a man? On, I bet you this. it is. This is uh, no. Her name's Tina.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was expecting you to say Michael something.
1: Oh God, it would be a Michael. So here's what happens when you stop oh, having sex. Please. I like, feel like I'm in an Uber literally, pool. Literally,
2: it's bad for you. I feel like I'm in an Uber <laughs> pool. I feel like I've had this conversation in a pool. With chat? With
1: chat. Isn't that the person that was going to be your, in your Uber pool? It's the douchiest name ever, yes. chat. Alright, you may feel more or less stressed because of the physiological effects of lack of sex. It can be tricky. People who are less stressed tend to have more sex, but again, it's an association, not a cause or an effect. So so if you're a stressed out person and having sex actually de-stresses you that can you know affect you if you stop doing that but if stress is a sexual is a is a stressful thing for you for starters maybe lowering the sex count will lower your stress yeah, it level dep-
2: it's case by case you know some people have had traumatic sexual experiences and you may- some people you know are Samantha Jones from Sex and the City.
1: Yeah, exactly. They thrive yeah. off of it. Uh, other things include having worse menstrual cramps, having lower risk of UTIs, and then here we go, being less intelligent.
2: Oh, give me a break. This
1: is ridiculous. F you, Tina. You're definitely married to a Matthew or a chat. Drop the
0: subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject
1: with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hills out. He'll be back tomorrow. I'm hanging out with Shar Giselle. Very happy to have you. And if you are not already, please follow Shar at Shar Says So. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to her podcast, which comes
2: out weekly. Every Friday, Kiss and Tell Radio. Perfect. All kinds of wonderful things for you there. And we have Jared on tomorrow.
1: Oh, Jared. You were able to book Jared Hill? <laughs> I, like, I can't even book that guy. Now,
2: hold on, Allie. He was like 30 minutes late, but he, uh, he got uh, there.
1: <laughs> oh, so you recorded it, what, yesterday?
2: <laughs> yeah, so you recorded it yesterday. And he showed up late. He was tardy, and I chewed him out, and he kept saying, Char, I love you. I'm sorry. I'm, in tra- I'm coming from Santa Monica. You got to understand. So he will be on our show tomorrow, and we're talking all things Jared.
1: <laughs> so Is that the funny. theme? <laughs>
2: <It's> <laughs> We're talking his Melania exclusive, his journey. We, di- we dig into relationships, lifestyle. So it was kiss That'll ass and tell this yeah. last time. Oh, no no, oh no. no, no. It was just kiss and tell. <laughs> okay.
1: Char, did you ever or ever want to pull a senior prank?
2: Um, I participated in a senior prank, but I certainly wasn't leading the charge. Oh my gosh, what was the no. prank? Um, we just ditched, and I was the oh, I was the lookout girl for this silly string type uh situation. Ah, uh, good old silly string. And we had a path, we had two buildings on our campuses, and it was like an 11 minute walk, and so there was a gravel path. Well, not a gravel, it was paved. Um, path, and I remember this one guy asked a girl out on prom. He got sidewalk chalk and spray paint. He should have left the spray paint out because he got suspended. But he <laughs> did his prom posal up and down the, the path and I was one of the lookout girls.
1: Oh, okay. That so you were like, you were watch.
2: Here comes the dean. Here comes the dean.
1: <laughs> Check. 10-4. 10-4. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that seems like a, a good cause.
2: Yeah, because I feel like, you know, even though we were wildest seniors back in 2006, we still had some sense and some decorum about it. Now, what these kids are doing, I don't know what's going on. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, people are getting. This is the problem: is that you start off with one someone in the nineteen fifties did a senior prank, and then you have to out prank the last year's prank, Mm -hmm. and then it becomes to the point. It's like giving somebody a gift when you start a relationship. You got to start low because every year you got to top that gift until I mean, until you're broke, pretty much. So, in twenty nineteen, this is what kids are doing. They are being arrested and charged with felonies for their pranks. And that is what happened to three juveniles. They've been charged. (sighs) All right. So they gave a crepe to their teacher. Nope. I already don't
2: like the way this is going. But the
1: crepe was not filled with the normal things that a crepe would be filled with. It was filled with either urine or the other fluid that comes out of boys' And oh. they put it in the crepe. Oh. And then the teacher ate the crepe.
2: Electric, ah. Electric chair.
1: Electric chair. Electric chair. Try it as adults.
2: This is why I can't right. be a judge. I would have banged that gal. <laughs> Electric <Ooh>. chair. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, how much of this do you eat before you re...
2: Oh. I can't even. First of all, I'm not trusting students to give me Anything. anything. Why are you accepting a crepe? From now, a, you, any one of your students. Now, my senior year, we did give Mr. Schmidt, shout out to Mr. Schmidt. Uh, he taught, he was a white guy who taught African-American history. Oh, and God he had, bless him. He had never had this one chicken spot that all the blacks frequented. And we went and we got for lunch. We got him, it was like four chicken wings, fries. This Chicago, you know, fried hard. Um, and he turned so red. We all were like recording it. Oh. And he ate it and stuff. But we, like I said, we had some sense and decorum about us. There
1: there you go. Well, uh, let's move on to the T-Rex before we run out of time. Now, okay. this is, uh, they're always uncovering new things about the ancient dinosaur. Of course, the uh, the king of the dinosaurs, as some would say, even though he has tiny little arms and he can't even scratch his own head. But it's okay because his head was apparently an air conditioner. That is, according to some new research, there were two large holes in the roof of the T-Rex's skull. And what? they didn't really know what these holes were for. And according to some new research and a new study, they think that it was sort of like a built-in ventilation system that kept
2: their head cool. Did it work for breathing? Like, could he go underwater? Am I being dense? Uh, I just imagine holes in the head. I I immediately went to whales.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it was like a blowhole kind of thing. I don't think it was able to hold water. I think it was just like a, you know how you open two windows
2: that's wild. In a, in a
1: room to get a cross breeze. But hey, you know what? With the heat waves now,
2: That's turning wild. your head into
1: an air conditioner seems like a blessing. I kind of wish that in the evolution spectrum we had descended from the T-Rex because we would probably not be dying all, of heat stroke right now. I
2: don't now. know about all that, Allie. <laughs> I like being able to scratch my own head. I
1: like being able to scratch other things, too. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Drop the
0: Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel cube. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, Allie Johnson
1: and Charge hanging with you today on Drop the Subject and coming up in about so oh, what's thirty minutes, half hour, we're gonna be chatting with a woman who has been protesting outside of Netflix for two weeks. She has a picket sign. I believe she's been on a hunger strike for a very, very long time. And she's trying to get the OA back on Netflix. They were canceled after two seasons and she is not happy about it. But she's not the only one. There are change.org petitions. There are GoFundMe pages. uh, The hashtag RenewTheOA. We'll chat with her about what she's doing and we also have a little surprise for her uh, to, to, I mean, of course, she needs some surprises. She's been standing out on a street corner with a picket sign for like two weeks and it's hot as hell. She doesn't have air conditioning holes in her head. (laughs) So, we're going to talk to her in a bit but right now I wanted to chat about when do you come out with your significant other on social media? When do you say, hey, it's official, we're going to start posting pictures together, we're going to start saying how much we love each other, we're going to start tagging, all of that stuff. I think people are doing it less and less now, because people are filtering more and more the content that they put out there, and of course, as time goes on, you dump people, you get broken up with, you have a new significant other, and then... All of that story, that entire timeline, is available for everyone's scrolling pleasure.
2: Yeah, and you owe people you owe John Q. Public an explanation <laughs> because people really do become invested in social media relationships. They feel like they're a part of it when you, um, I would call it, overshare um, at the rate that you do. And so, you know, you could even have people trolling you, like if you break up and get in a new relationship. I li- in comments, I like you with Allie better type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people all do. look better together. People, there's no I don't no think limits. anyone said I'd like you with Allie better, <laughs> but
1: that's a little unbelievable, sure. Yeah,
2: it's just an example, but I know Personally, I've never been that girl to... to want to share intimate details of my... I feel like I give enough and I want to keep something to myself and I actually got that idea. I know you all are tired of hearing her name come from my mouth, but I got that idea from Beyonce, Beyonce. actually, when she first started dating Jay-Z because they... D- <laughs> it was obvious that they were dating, but they just kept it as... In the public, they were like, we're just friends. But it was so obvious from paparazzi pictures, trips they were taking... So how that long there would was you a courtship. wait? Um, I don't know. I think it's case by case. Um, but I know just my personality, Beyonce and Jay-Z aside, my personality, I'm not one to run to the internet and, you know, have my man all up and down there. Well,
1: there was a somebody I knew who was with a guy for a really long time, like years. And when I met her, she was with this guy. They were about to get engaged. And it was a very serious relationship. So I, we befriended each other on Facebook. It was all them. You and the guy
2: befriended each other on Facebook? No, me
1: and the girl. Okay. Me and the girl, we knew each other through mutual friends. So I'm seeing her and to the end of this guy, he's a very nice guy. I've met him too. He's great. And then they broke up and probably three weeks later, flooded of her with another dude going everywhere. I mean, it was like every hiking trip, every Yikes. outing, every everything. And she was saying how much she loved like how much she <gasps> loved this guy. And then the other the other dude, the dude that she'd been with for years, was scrubbed. Like he was gone from all of her stuff. Wow. And I was like, man, this is so You do get invested, and then when you flip so quickly, and then two months later, they broke up see she broke up with the rebound guy and then the rebound guy got erased Ugh. so it's like you can't rewrite your own history you can't people
2: because screenshot. we get confused and then we're like what is wrong with you and people screenshot all the time they become invested and a lot of people live vicariously right you know you all you know so if your vicarious life is insane yeah people are going to be like i don't know who am i following you want to go to
1: bali too we all want to go to Bali. We all wish we were in Bali right now. All right. There are three really important uh, workplace discrimination cases that are coming in front of the Supreme Court on October 8th. They're all LGBTQ workplace discrimination cases. So we're going to chat about them. There's a lot to kind of go over here. So stick around. We're uh, going to go over all of this next on Drop the Subject. Drop the
0: Subject. We'll be right back with the new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Drop the Subject with
1: Allie Johnson and Shar Giselle is hanging with me today. Jarrett Hill's out. He'll be back tomorrow. And just wanted to let you know about a couple of things that are happening here at Entercom Studios and at Channel Q in particular. Uh, Entercom is starting an I'm Listening Live two-hour broadcast special on mental health awareness, which will air on all of our stations nationwide on Sunday, September 8th. I believe starting at 8 a.m. there will be a two-hour special. There will be uh, some some interviews with Lizzo and Halsey, and all kinds of uh, and all kinds of great artists that we play on Channel Q and beyond to kind of destigmatize the conversations about mental health and suicide prevention. Of course, this year we have lost a lot of great people. uh, I mean, the last few years, actually. Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, a couple people I've had the pleasure of meeting. Brody Stevens, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. And it's important that we talk about these things and have an open conversation. So I think it's beautiful that Entercom is uh, kicking off Suicide Prevention Week with something like this So please check out the I'm Listening campaign, which begins this September 8th at 8 a.m. It's a two-hour live broadcast special. And we will try our very best to send you to Vegas for the Life is Beautiful Music and Arts Festival. Because life is beautiful, isn't it? Go to Vegas and celebrate. We're giving away five trips, plus access to the Life is Beautiful Pool Party, which is hosted at the Downtown Grand Hotel and Casino. Three day passes could be yours. September 20th through the 22nd, that's what it's going to be in downtown Vegas. So if you want to register for that, it doesn't hurt. Just go to wearechannelq.com and you can click on our show page too and see our ugly mugs. All right. Now, we must discuss, Shar, what is going in front of the Supreme Court pretty soon. Coming up October 8th, there are going to be three cases being presented to the current Supreme Court and they all have to do with LGBTQ workplace discrimination. Now there are three particular cases that they're that they're looking at here and this is to decide whether or not these violate the Civil Rights Act. So let's go through these three cases and then we can kind of talk about what they're deciding and and also I would like to hear your experience, too, because I'm sure you've experienced some some of this stuff. Uh, You know, Amy Stevens is the first one, and she... She uh, came out in a letter to her boss. She, you know, wanted to let her boss know that she is transgender. And that letter led to her getting fired by her employer, which was her employer was a funeral home in Michigan. And she was working as a funeral director there for six years. And I guess after this happened, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that this case, uh, it was being supported by the American Civil Liberties Union and the Equal Employment Opportunity. Commission, they they determined that she was unlawfully fired. So that's one of the cases. Mm -hmm. Another one is Donald Zarda, and this happened in 2010. He was fired from his job as a skydiver in Long Island after coming out to a customer. I don't know about, I don't know if you've ever been skydiving. I have, and it would have made me feel really great to know that my that my skydiving instructor was gay.
2: I have I would have been like, oh, I feel even safer. Thank you. I have not. I've entertained the idea, but I'm I'm just far too chicken. I'll try bungee jumping before I try skydiving, uh, See, I, think. I will do skydiving, but I will not do bungee jumping. Well, the bungee has to be above water. That's my only, the only thing. Like, I don't want to bungee jump in, con- in front of concrete. Or
1: oh, you mean it has to be? You have to go yeah, down into water. I, I was pref- like,
2: well, it has to be above water. It can't well, be below water. No, That'd be no, ridiculous. No, 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 no. You wouldn't be bungeeing anything. I mean, I would prefer water to be there, or one of those giant, you know, inflatable pillow thingies like on Selena. The that, movie that would, that would be fine. Mepes. Giant,
1: <laughs> giant inflatable pillow would be the way to go for me. I'm just always afraid. I I always hear about those things where somebody's jumping off of a bridge on a bungee, mm-hmm. and then it like wasn't attached or something. Yeah.
2: Or it snaps back too hard, like on, on the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Hillary <laughs> lost her fiancé, Trevor. Didn't he skydive at the Grand Canyon? I mean, <laughs> bungee so. up at the Grand Canyon.
1: Uh, that's true. Okay, so anyway, he was <laughs> yeah. fired after he came out to a customer. Then, a little bit later, four years later, he died in a base jumping accident in Switzerland. Horrible. But it doesn't uh, negate the case itself because that's what's important. So that's another one that the Supreme Court is going to be looking at. The third and final case, I mean, this isn't the final case, obviously. There are a ton of cases like this, but this is the third one they're looking at. Gerald Bostock, who is a gay man who was fired from his job as a child welfare services worker, which is such, I mean, when you're doing something that's really good for the community, too, it's like you have to lose a good employee over something this stupid so he was fired and he was uh, he claimed to have been a victim of unfair discrimination based on his sexual orientation so the question here and this is what they're looking at is the civil rights act of 1964 prohibits employment discrimination based on race color religion sex and national origin and some of these courts have decided that this does not include someone's sexual orientation
2: Or gender identity.
1: Or gender identity, which I would even say, like, it says, so do you think that sex and gender are two separate? Do you find those to be two different things? Yes,
2: yes. too. Because there are people, you know, prior to us getting these, like, rigid, d- uh, defined, um, colonialized terms, there were, you know, we. I think on this show, one of my first appearances, we talked about two-spirit, like, yeah. within indigenous places. There were just places, like, in um, Hawaii in certain Asian cultures and certain even African cultures where... Um, The non-binary or the trans existed. It just had different terminology. So I do think that uh, sex and gender, as it relates to that in particular, are are different.
1: And I know this is a loaded question, but have you experienced workplace discrimination? I'm sure you at least know many people who have.
2: Oh, I know plenty of people who have. I can think of someone who actually worked in radio. Who was uh, let go as a program director? Well, not as a program, as a producer. um, When she came out as trans, she was let go. Uh, I know someone who also is now by the grace of God, a working, award-winning actress. Yes. But she was fired four times in a row. I have never been let go, but I do think that my heightened visibility, you know, I'm googleable and you can find, if you dig enough, you can find that I speak on a lot of trans issues. And I do think that that has played a part in me not getting certain positions. Because I don't oversell myself on my resume. I it's see. impressive. So the people work will is look there. you up, you think. Yeah, yeah. And then make decisions So based it's on never what they find. It's never been one of those things like, In my experience where it's been like, oh, Char is trans. Because I don't talk about my personal life a lot of the times at work or I don't go into detail to that gravity. But I do think that when people look me up and discover that I'm trans, I do think that has affected me getting positions.
1: Well, I mean, we hope that this will turn out well. Of course, we have no idea. It's a crapshoot with the Supreme Court right now. And
2: Kavanaugh's in the Supreme Court. Lord,
1: Doing keg stands. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. October 8th is when they're looking at those cases momentarily we're going to take a little break and when we get back we are talking to a woman who has been protesting for the return of the oa a netflix show that i was obsessed with and a lot of other people agreed because they're on hunger strikes and they're doing flash mobs we're going to talk to her when we get back so don't go anywhere
0: you're listening to drop the subject drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel cube Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q.
1: All right, it's a very exciting moment here on Drop the Subject. I'm Ali Johnson here with Char Giselle, and we are about to talk about a show, very popular show called The OA, that has recently been canceled on Netflix. People are not happy about it. There are people protesting. There are people hunger striking. There are people staging flash mobs in New York. And we are talking now. We have somebody on the phone. Imperial Young is one of the many protesters that is very very upset the OA is not returning to Netflix. Imperial has been on a hunger strike. And are you currently outside with a picket sign?
4: What are you doing right now, Imperial? I am currently outside of Netflix's building at Sunset Boulevard and Van Ness with my sign. Okay. And you (laughs) you have
1: been on the street for how many days in a row now outside of Netflix?
4: Uh, Well, I don't come on Sundays. And on Saturdays, I've basically been going to Hollywood and Highland to try and raise some visibility for the show, but I'm generally here Monday to Friday between six and eight hours a day.
1: And are you alone? Are there people with you?
4: People do come by and join me sometimes, but mostly it's just me, the the lone protester of the apocalypse out here.
1: (laughs) And you've been also hunger striking for how many days? You recently ended your hunger strike, right? Yes. I went
4: without any food intake, no calories for 13 days in total.
1: What was your first meal after the 13-day hunger strike?
4: Potatoes.
2: <laughs> I love potatoes. They're just about my favorite. Potatoes in what form? Did you have them scalloped,
4: mashed, fried? <laughs> yeah, basically all of the above, and also with some beans as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's amazing what you're doing. Obviously, I am a Mm -hmm. big fan of the show as well. I watched both seasons of the OA. My wife and I were obsessed. Mm -hmm. This show has to do with uh, kidnappings, Mm -hmm. near-death experiences, Uh portals to other Mm -hmm. dimensions, angels. I mean, it is beyond Stranger Things. I mean, this pitch alone (laughs) for this show was probably extremely Mm -hmm. difficult to get picked up. And I know that they had uh, Britt Marling, one of the co-creators and co-writers, she said Mm -hmm. they had a five-season, five Part plan Mm -hmm. for this show So what was it about the OA In particular that took you Over the edge and said hey I gotta get out there and start publicly Protesting this cancellation
4: Well it was actually a culmination of Factors that the OA was kind of The straw that broke the camel's back There have been a lot of cancellations of television shows I love but this particular show Means so much to so many people Uh, It's helped a lot of people process trauma, it's helped people feel seen, it's helped people understand others who are different, and because it's so important in a sort of cultural, psychological, sociological way, that's why I thought it was worth fighting to protect. I have to ask, why, uh, why specifically a hunger
2: strike? Why not just go out there striking and then have a lunch break and then, you know, keep on striking? Why did you specifically choose the route of I'm not yeah, eating? Why didn't you do a
4: workout strike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are great. <laughs> well, I feel like extreme results require extreme actions. And the fact is, is that Netflix has been fairly intractable. And there was not really... If I'm just one person standing on a street corner, over time, that diminishes in visibility. Uh, Adding the hunger strike element enabled me to increase the urgency of it over time as opposed to having it sort of vanish into the background. Yeah. And uh, I just wish I could have gotten the hunger strike going longer.
1: What made you have to end it? You had to end it? Uh, Well,
4: I did not exactly expect all of the press and detention that resulted from it. And... um, ultimately I felt that I had to set a safe example so when my body said enough was enough then I was like okay then that's it well for
1: the sake of this radio interview I'm glad that you've eaten something yeah uh, there are ch- there are go f- change.org <laughs> petitions there are goFundmes for this there's the hashtag mm-hmm. save the OA movement so if you want to tweet about this campaign you can get on board by using the hashtag save the OA we have a little surprise for you Imperial we actually so. have a cast member from the OA. OA on the phone and i figured the two of you could kind of talk this out a little bit yeah oh my gosh will brill is on the phone will you play scott brown on the oa the one who uh who was suffering a drug addiction when you were kidnapped and then uh the oa saved your life will brill i actually know personally will how the hell are you
3: I'm Ollie, I'm great. How the heck are you? It's so good to hear your voice.
1: It's great to hear your voice as well. I did community theater with will Brill. Mm. will, do you remember oh what goodness. shows we actually did together? We did was it Lil Abner State Fair? What did we do?
3: You, lil abner <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Happy uh, Yoakum. I don't know that I have um surpassed that role in these many years since <laughs> that was that was. Ali, was that 20 years ago? Stop
1: it. You stop it, Wilbur. <laughs>
3: that's crazy and
1: look at us now having an open conversation about a show that you obviously i mean this is a show that is extremely unique we have somebody on Mm -hmm. the phone right now who has been protesting for the return of the show that you were on what has this show meant to you i mean you have been heavily involved in this show it's it's extremely unique what what has it been like working with Britt marling and working with the cast
3: you know it's a it's a real unique experience like you say it's something that i don't know if i will ever like approach nearly the same kind of thing ever again it's so i mean as you know and as fans know it's incredibly beautiful it's incredibly personal it's incredibly inspiring but it's also very mysterious and i think even for us who played on it it was very mysterious go and be, you know, like get to hang out with Britt, who is, um, you know, like a bright, shining, brilliant bead of light. She's got just so many depths to her that, like, there's there's no exploring like everything that that she's thinking about and that uh, every direction that she's pulled for that she's pulling herself for this show, you know. So. She and Zal really sought to um, put together a group of weirdos, a group of very disparate, um, unique people who, who would, you know, rarely show up together anywhere else. And so it was really, it was really w- rewarding. We immediately um, gelled with each other very easily because we were, you know, stuck in uh, cages together for. Two weeks that first uh, that first round of filming. Right, that'll be It close. was a real, was, yeah, yeah. It was a real dream come true with that project, and I was just as heartbroken as everyone else to see it go.
1: Well, maybe we can work together to find a solution. I'm going to put on a song, and then the four of us are going to chat about this. So we can figure out how to get the OA back on the air. So stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: All right. Drop the subject is what you're listening to. I'm Allie Johnson and Char Giselle is hanging with me. We are discussing the OA, the popular Netflix show that got canceled after two seasons. People are angry. They've been protesting and we've been speaking with one of the protesters and one of the actors from the show. We have Imperial Young on the other line. This is uh, an impromptu phone call. We wanted the two of you to talk it out because literally Imperial Young is standing outside of Netflix Los Angeles office right now protesting to save your show imperial oh, meet will brill who plays scott on the show uh what is it like to be protesting a show and also talking to one of the cast members at the same time
4: hi imperial well, it's completely amazing hi will and thank you so much for seeing us as we're trying to support the show and for being a part of the show in the first place we're all big fans of yours now too we cool, just hope that cool. we can make some change I know that we're it,
3: insignificant, but we're trying It does not feel insignificant to me, and i don't I don't know what it feels like to be standing out in front of that building right now, but it is really really inspiring and really moving to me. I just uh you know I've been seeing bits and pieces of it around New York and uh to mm-hmm. hear about um people standing out and and making songs and doing the movements is life-changing i mean it's really it's really really inspiring and um i can't i cannot thank you enough how how are you doing how is uh, how is your day going out there
4: oh it's great so far it's hot i think it's 94 degrees my phone says but
3: <laughs> oh i'm it's fine so with that <laughs>
1: cool. i wouldn't be able to do that on top of a hunger strike
4: no, are you I think staying
2: I pass- hydri- hydrated imperial <laughs>
4: Yes, yes. I've got a lovely canteen. I drink plenty of water, and people have been wonderful. Yesterday, somebody came by with watermelon and water and coconut water, and dropped it off for me, and that was amazing. Oh. So, does
2: Netflix let you inside for bathroom breaks, or how is that working? Uh, no, they
4: do not. They did when I was doing the hunger strike have their uh, EMT come out, and they offered me like a wellness check, but I was like, no, no. you're just you're just trying to make it look like you're being good but if if they yeah, were really yeah, yeah. wanting to listen and be good then they would do something about this show because that's really what it's what it's about. Will
1: oh. is there anything that you know that mm-hmm. we don't know as far as the future of the show or because it literally mm-hmm. cut off in the middle of it like smack dab in the middle of a storyline.
3: I wish I I wish I knew I wish I had any information to give you but I um Really, from the get go of this whole project, I've been as much in the dark as everyone else. And I guess, like, there was a time when that was partly by my own doing. I'm sure I could have asked Dahl and Britt for more information, but I sort of was, like, you know, enamored of the mystery and uh, really um, inspired to to have it revealed, eked out to me uh, as, as the show progressed. And now that it's, now that it's been canceled, that faucet has, that tap has kind of been turned off to me. And so I don't know in, in, you know, my, my wildest dreams, I would hope to have some kind of reunion for, you know, for selfishly for my own sake, because I miss it so terribly, but also for everybody else to whom it means so so much. I hope, but I, I I don't know. I wish I did.
1: Well, I, I think I have a solution. Will, you, me, and Imperial, and Char, and Ginger just Justin, <laughs> our producer, the five of us will get together, and we will do the five movements, which will transport us to feeling. another time-space reality, where the show did not yeah. get cancelled.
3: <laughs> we I'm tried. Down. We had
4: five people do the movements on this corner, in front of Netflix. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like like Homer yeah. and OA style, like in those in those cells, you just gotta keep doing it over and over, over, and, and, over, and, over, and, over and over. Don't over give up. Yeah. Imperial,
2: I do have to ask, would you be satisfied if they like because i know sometimes when when shows are canceled sometimes they just like make a movie would you be satisfied if there were like an oa like two hour special
4: i believe that a movie was discussed but that it was decided two hours wouldn't be sufficient to wrap up the storylines and everything which i understand i mean this was a five season arc but it's not like i'm trying to be completely intractable they could at least try to negotiate A little further, like, if we're not going to get three more seasons, could they maybe do it in two or even one, like, much longer season? And additionally, if Netflix would open it up for somebody else to be able to buy the rights to finish the story, Mm -hmm. I'd consider that acceptable, too. Like, even if nobody did, if Netflix at least... Went okay, we'll make it available. If nobody bites, that's fine. But I want to see Netflix do something to support the arts like they claim to. Yeah, I, seen... I agree
3: with you, Imperial. I think that would be like the, the best case scenario to my mind would be for Netflix to re- relinquish the rights of the project to Zoll and Britt and um, allow mm-hmm. them to shop it around, try to get it made mm-hmm. somewhere else. I know that it is, I, th- I think for them to make a movie um, to to wrap up the entire story in two hours when they were planning on probably doing it over the course of, you know, 25-plus more hours would be um, really, really difficult for them. And um, they're pretty, uh, uh, for, for people who have, like, you know, these massive imaginations that branch out in a million directions, they also have pretty... Unflinching um, visions, like when they see the thing, they really uh, reach for that. So I think it would be asking too much for them to wrap it up that quickly, you know?
1: Yeah. Will Brill, one of the actors on the OA, which is a much-beloved show, if it, it does get picked up, I mean, you never know. One day at a time, the hashtag was, was a big movement. Once that show got cancelled, everyone got all upset, and, you know, they ended up mm-hmm. having a happy ending, which is very exciting. So, we completely yeah. support you, and Will Brill can also be seen on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You play Midge's brother. Hey. So, you are you are working, <laughs> and I'm very proud of you and happy for you, and I guess community theater paid off.
3: Who knew? Yeah, I guess so. I guess we, you know, you know. I'm uh, Ali. This may not mean a lot to many of your listeners, but I'm doing my sh- the the musical that I am in on Broadway right now is across the street from the musical that Alex Brightman is in, and is down the street from the musical that Nick Spangler is in.
1: Wow! How wonderful! The All wild. these people that did community theater with me, and I'm sitting here in a radio studio. Very exciting. Hey, here we are,
3: but it brought us together. It
1: did. It did. It did. I, I'm very, very happy for you i'm happy for everybody who's seeing success out out there in new york and imperial our hearts are with you will brill my best to you you, sir and we will certainly uh touch base if anything changes
4: with the oa
3: ali thank you so much imperial thank you so so much it's so great to meet you
4: thank you too all success to you and thank you so much for having me on you too
0: imperial go eat something yeah stay cool out there girl. (laughs) thank you drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel cue Drop the Subject.
1: The new Channel Q. All right. Thanks for checking out Drop the Subject. I'm Allie Johnson, and Sharjasel is hosting with me by my side. We're changing the world together. We're trying to get shows to stop getting canceled. We're changing the world for the better. We're going to go out on the street and do five random movements to transport ourselves to another dimension. It's going to be great. A lot of exciting things. And on top of all that, news it or lose it.
2: Oh, yes.
0: Drop The Subject presents News It or Lose It
2: I'm Char Sawyer. Well, I'm Char Winfrey tonight. <laughs> okay. And welcome to a special edition of 2020. Okay. <laughs> 20, 20. <laughs> okay, Allie. You know how this goes because this is your show. <laughs> um so my, my first story. Are you ready? I'm ready. Baby smuggling at Philippines Airport was a part of an illegal adoption. Oh, no, no.
1: Uh, I think this was an emotional support baby. News it.
2: All righty. Irate man calls police, claims cops stole his marijuana. Hmm. Lose it. That doesn't interest me. All right. Another day,
1: another marijuana. Spray.
2: All right. Migraine sufferers may have a higher risk of developing dementia. Oh, no. Study says.
1: (laughs) All right, sure. I'll hear more about my imminent death.
2: Cat detained by police after being mistaken for burglar. (laughs) Burglarer. Burglarer. Cat burglarer. I can't make this stuff up. Last but not least. Teacher busted for stealing over $8,000 worth of school supplies in Queens, New York. School supplies? School supplies. You know, it's hard out here for teachers. Yeah, I know.
1: Jesus. Um, all right. You know what? I covered a, a, a school story having to do with a school prank. So we'll go the other direction. Talk about something bad a teacher did. News it.
2: All righty. Those are the four stories. So all we got right. the teacher busted for stealing $8,000 worth of school supplies. Cat burglarer. Migraine sufferers have a higher risk of developing dementia and baby smuggling in the Philippines.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: Uh, We've covered a lot so far and dropped the Subject. We've talked to a woman who's protesting right now in front of Netflix. She didn't eat for 13 days. Thank God she did eat something before we had a chance to talk to her. And we also uh, shared some Burning Man missed connections. Here's just another one to, to give you a taste. If you want to look back on the podcast, you can download the podcast, Drop the Subject, wherever you find your podcast if you missed this entire segment. But... This is just one of the many gems that we covered earlier. This person is looking for someone named Michael from San Francisco, who was also a virgin, who I met on Thursday night after a cacao ceremony at Olympus on Esplanade next to Crossroads. I had to cut things short because my ex-boyfriend was beckoning me to leave, but I will never forget our connection and the hugs you gave me upon meeting and saying goodbye. Just wanted to say thank you and that I hope we cross paths again.
2: What is a cacao ceremony?
1: Beats me. Hmm. So that's just one of many stories that you can read If you catch up on the podcast, drop the subject And now it is time for Char's edition Char Winfrey presents Thank you News It or Lose It
0: Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It
2: I'm Char Winfrey coming to you with the very special edition of News It or Lose It on Drop the Subject. Story number one, baby smuggling in at the Philippines airport uh, was an illegal adoption. An Ohio woman is being accused of illegally adopting a baby. This is a bad day for Ohio. Oh Those yes.
1: teens who put the, the, the fluids in the crepes and gave it to the teacher. Those, those kids were from Ohio and now baby smuggling. Yes, so her name's
2: Jennifer Erin Talbot. She's 43. She got the newborn from a young Filipino woman before she attempted to aboard a Detroit-bound flight on Wednesday. You said aboard, right? To board. To board. Okay. A
1: Detroit-bound <laughs> flight. I was like, oh, this is a very different story than I now,
2: thought. No, when, when Jennifer entered a security check, the six-day-old child was discovered hidden in a <gasps> sling bag.
1: It was six days old.
2: Six days old. She told airport officials that she was the child's aunt, but was unable to provide any documents to prove the relationship. Mm. So that's a red flag. Because if you're the child's aunt, then it's like, why are you smuggling it in a duffel bag?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. at the. You make weird decisions at airports. You know, you're like when they're like, hey, your bag's overweight. And you're like, I don't know. I just got to put these shoes in my purse and then put this here. And I mean, you're just putting stuff in random
2: bags, I guess. But the National Bureau of Investigation said (laughs) they
1: disagreed with me. Yes, because,
2: yeah, you're going to raise flags, Jennifer. You have a baby in a bag. (laughs) You're not the baby's aunt. You have a baby in a bag, a six day old baby in a bag. I mean, people. I hope put that child plen- is vaccinated. I hope Jenny McCarthy's not listening. She might have an issue with what I have to say, or Marianne Williamson. I don't know where she stands. Oh, with that. Marianne. But um, so yeah, the National Bureau of Investigation um, filed charges against her for human trafficking, child abuse, kidnapping, and illegal detention. The baby's parents uh, have been charged under a child protection law, but have not been placed under arrest. So, so we don't yeah. know why this baby was being smuggled. Well, it sounds like, like... is this a smuggling ring? No, it sounds like Jennifer set up something with the mom, like she wanted a baby and flew to the Philippines and the mom was like, maybe write oh, me a I check see. and here's the baby.
1: Oh, okay, it's like you can go to a different country to get like plastic
2: surgery for $400. But why does she think... And then if you think about it, you're putting a six-day-old child through an x-ray with that... like. it's just stupid this is stupidity all around well
1: I mean the the whole thing is that you don't need to smuggle a baby you can just carry a baby with you no one will ask you any questions if you don't put it in a bag
2: that is true but do babies need passports if they're six days old no they can't have a
1: pass... What was it? The baby passport? I don't How know. they make that? I'm guessing
2: Jennifer is not Filipino. So, <laughs> if she was a white woman, a black woman, a Latino woman carrying this Filipino baby, you know, so... Raises a
1: red flag, maybe? Yeah. Is the
3: picture on the passport just the ultrasound?
2: <laughs> right. Really? Really, really, really. Oh, and by the way, they caught Oh, up. wait. That does look like her. Never mind. Go ahead. They caught up with uh, Jennifer. She was emotional, and of course, she declined to comment, but she... she was emotional. She in her orange in her handcuffs so Aww. there's that on that hello baby you're for business or pleasure so remember I was telling you about the cat burglar
1: yes how can, can you, I forget can
2: you guess which of the, the which, which of the states this uh, story is out of like where it originates from well let's
1: see if a cat is being mistaken for a burglar I'm gonna go
2: ahead and say Florida You are correct!
1: Yeah! I win!
2: Well, listen, so while responding to reports of a a possible burglary in progress at a residence in Collier County, um, police officers made a furry discovery. Apparently, a small cat had gotten loose and wandered into a house while making, quote unquote, suspicious noises. Now, the upside of this is that... (laughs) Was the suspicious
1: noise meow?
2: Right. Chirps or chortles. You know, sometimes cats chortle a little bit. Oh, chortle. Now, the upside about this is that the cat, his name is Bones... And he was identified because he was microchipped and he's been given back to his owner. But he got into these people's houses and tripped the alarm and was making suspicious noises. And I guess scared whoever was was there. And the police came. Oh, everybody looks so cute in that little president mask. Yeah, Bones. I'm I'm glad that you're safe. And his I'm, name is Bones, so he sounds bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's why he
2: was loose, breaking into people's homes. You named your cat Bones. That's not a promising yeah. name. Yeah. Or if
1: you really train a cat, they could be a burglar for you. And then yeah. when they get caught, you won't get caught. Look It'll at be Dr. Bones
2: Evil. behind bars. Doctor Evil from Austin Powers. It <laughs> Fine <happens>. example.
1: <laughs> it
0: happens. <laughs> More news are to lose it on the way. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Allie Johnson here.
1: Char Giselle is next to me. And we are smack dab in the middle of News That or Lose It. We are on limited time. So let's get through the next two stories for News That or Lose It. Because we still have Gay Gay Cray Cray to get to. And happy endings before the show's end. What do we got on the next on the
2: docket there, Char? All right. So Sharon Fields, who's a 44-year-old uh, teacher in New York City, was busted for swiping more than $8,000 worth of school supplies from a queen's public school school now Wait, um from a, a queen school yeah queen school <laughs> like queens <laughs> like the borough okay <laughs> not queen elizabeth <laughs>
1: <laughs> or a drag
2: queen school true okay Um, And this is where she works. Oh, my gosh. So um, this is the day before school started. I guess they have these. Oh, she was charged. Let me let me preface this by saying she was charged with grand larceny and criminal possession of stolen property. Just for some number two pencils. She was captured on surveillance video, allegedly uh, getting science school bundles. So I guess they have these bundles that they were dropping off at at classrooms that that had like everything that they needed. And she was stealing the bundle and it was a wide range of packages from teaching materials to curriculum resources she was there from 10:20 a.m. to 12:20 p.m. 2 hours on oh. august 21st just to steal in she allegedly took a 7th grade classroom science bundle valued at $2,933. Wow. And I... an Amplify Science student bundle worth $1,336,000 uh, and a sixth grade classroom science bundle valued at $2,693,000. Well, what the hell is in these damn bundles? I don't... I'm guessing that it's like literally... Is it the dissected frogs? Everything that they need now. Everything um, for a science bundle. I wonder if that'd be like some beakers. Beakers. Yeah. yeah. Things Some, where you can take back to your meth lab. A
1: periodic table, probably. Oh,
2: please, I'm triggered. Chemistry <laughs> really, did, chemistry really did a number on me in high school. Um, but yeah, she's been with that school since 2006. And This year was the year. This year was her breaking point. Now, originally, when I read this headline, I thought, because, you know, teachers go through it. I know um, when I first moved here, I actually worked with LAUSD. I was in the school district, and I've seen what those back-to-school lists look like. Because nowadays, a lot of teachers really, really rely on students, parents, like, we need mops. Everybody needs to bring in a mop. Everybody needs to bring in three boxes of Kleenex. Everybody needs to bring in Lysol wipes. Because the teachers are not, we know teachers are grossly underpaid in the United States and a lot of times they don't always have the supplies that they need or the up-to-date books that they need so I thought she was in survival mode but it looks like you know I don't want to project anything onto her but maybe she was getting these bundles to resell like I wouldn't imagine why she needs four different science bundles from varying Yeah because it's
1: not like oh I don't have the supplies I need for my own classroom so I'm going to just steal some stuff from the school or borrow right. some stuff from the school. This this seems like an exorbitant amount of bundles and I, I mean I, I'm with You, my my wife's parents are both educators, and my my mother-in-law, she teaches kindergarten and she mm. has to get a bunch of glue sticks and crap. I mean, she has to get all that crap herself. She's like, oh, school's about to start. I got to go over to Michael's and get, get this Go get mason and jars for arts and
2: crafts. Right. She's yeah. got
1: to do their little boards with their gold stars and all that stuff. All of that is out of pocket. Get some new and,
2: expo markers for the dry oh, erase board. And those aren't cheap. Neither is construction paper. No. Thank God for Amazon Prime. Well, yeah. depending on how you look at it, because, you know, that's a whole other drop the subject. Um, and last but not least, migraine sufferers may have a higher risk of developing dimension now this was a study published in the international journal of geriatric psychiatry
1: ah yes i know it well
2: yes 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 experts analyzed 679 not sure why they chose that number but 679 over 65 year olds okay and found that uh severe migraines or repetitive migraines were the strongest link to alzheimer's disease so um this is a study linked Uh, The headaches to a higher risk of getting degenerative brain conditions with findings suggesting that older women with dementia were three times more likely to have experienced migraines than those without dementia.
1: You know, this is just God is a little cruel. Because, women are going
2: through it. Yeah,
1: because women are going through it, but then we also live longer than men. So we live longer than men, but we also live with dementia and Alzheimer's. And thinning walls. And thinning vaginal walls. <laughs> what is going on?
2: Now, what kind of um, life is this? Migraines are the third most prevalent illness in the world. This is according to the Migraine Research Foundation. In the United States alone, 39 million men, women, and women. And children suffer from the neurological disease. So take care of yourself. You know, I know migraines are uncontrollable. Sometimes you got to turn out the lights. And, you know, they come at varying degrees of migraine. Um, And some people get really nauseous. Like, there are a lot of side effects that come with this. Yeah.
1: But you also have to take into account the amount of women that are lying about getting migraines to get out of sex. How
2: are you doing? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like yes yes i get migraines oh they're bad yeah. oh wow oh my vaginal walls are caving in
2: <laughs> what is happening well that is my news it or lose it those are the stories and yeah i hope you know alzheimer's is something that i have a personal connection with because my grandmother had alzheimer's oh really for about 20 years before she 20 passed away years yeah she developed it in her late 70s and she passed at 99
1: oh my god so
2: um but it got increasingly worse well you yeah know?
1: i mean at 99. I bet you can't even remember your name at that point. Yeah,
2: but she never went through that violent state. You know how some people with Alzheimer's will, like, fight you if they don't remember who you, who they are. They're, like, in fight or flight well, yeah, cause mode. Yeah, because they're
1: completely disoriented and for, they get angry. <laughs>
2: yeah, she never went through that, thank God. Um, but, yeah, so that's something wow. that I'm like, ugh trying to stay away from so let me get myself together because you know I get stressed a lot girl yeah take care of yourself
1: don't get any migraines thanks Allie and don't get any real ones or fake ones (laughs) All right, Gay Gay Craig Craig is on deck and it's dealer's choice I'm going to give you the pick of two stories one has to do with a cheating dream and another one has to do with cat treats and a fight that ensued over the cat treats so we will get to that when we get back don't go anywhere this is Drop the Subject Drop the Subject we'll be
0: right back the new Channel Q Drop
1: the subject. The new channel Q. All right, time slowly ticking away here on Drop the Subject, but we have some unfinished business. We told you we would give you gay, gay, cray, cray because it is Thursday day. <laughs> and I will not disappoint you. Shar, I'm going to give you two options. I actually found that this is not a news story that came up on my feed, this is actually an article from a therapist and it's titled six ridiculous fights that marriage therapists have actually had to mediate. So these are fights that real couples have gotten into. I'm gonna pick one fight, and you have to guess if they are gay gay or cray cray. Okay. Okay? So this is gay gay or cray cray. Now, would you like to hear the fight titled cat treats, or the fight titled dreams versus reality?
2: Um, cat treats. Okay. Here we go.
1: I'm gonna give you all the details that I can without revealing any gender, and then I'll I'll give you everything I can and you guess whether they are a gay, gay couple or whether they are just a hetero-boring cray cray couple. Copy that. Alright, these people are married. One person likes feeding the cat, cat treats, the other does not.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Apparently, according to this marriage therapist, this almost ended in divorce because one person said, you know, I like feeding the cat treats. The treats are formulated for cats, so I'm going to give the cat treats every time I come home. The other person in the marriage, uh, well, the, the person that likes giving the cat treats said, you know, I like the interaction, it gives me a relationship with my cat. The cat enjoys that I give it treats, so it's a win-win, right? The other person in the relationship said, no, cat treats are bad for the cat's health. I want you to stop giving cat the cat How? treats. I <laughs> I guess maybe they think if you give them too many treats, it's going to be bad for the cat or something. I have no idea. The couple then ratcheted this fight to the level that they were considering to get a divorce. But then they would raise the question, if we got divorced, who would get the cat?
2: Oh, my God. They wouldn't
1: be able to agree on who kept the cat. Then the therapist said that you should agree on a certain limited number of treats per day. And that the the person who liked giving the treats, they would be the one to feed the treats to the cat. And it finally was able to solve the problem. So in this, in this situation, the marriage family therapist was able to fix the situation and the couple is still married. But the question is not if they are married or not. It is if they are gay gay or cray cray. What do you think? With this one, I'm going 100% gay gay oh really well i mean you know my wife and i have gotten in several fights about how to feed and take care of our cats it's not it's not out of the question i mean it is a topic of conversation but i don't think it would lead me to divorce my wife but you never know cat treats could lead to it well i will give you the answer According to fight number one titled Cat Treats, and this is all from a doctor named Tina Ticino, who's a psychotherapist and co-author of a book called How to Be a Couple and Still Be
2: Free. I trust her. I trust anyone named Tina Ticino. Oh, yes. I'm trusting her with my secrets on that couch. (laughs) She sounds legit. She sounds educated. Hi, I'm Tina
1: Ticino. Tell me your problems. Cat treats, you say. (laughs) Says that the husband likes feeding the cat treats. He likes the interaction, gives him a relationship with their cat, and the wife thinks it's bad for the cat's health. They're crazy!
2: I can listen to that all day. Right, Me too. I love me some Brit. The only reason I did
1: this was to listen to that every (laughs) every week. Uh, The other one that we did not get to, The Dream Versus Reality, is about a couple who came in for therapy to deal with a fight that was breaking up their marriage because the wife was having recurring dreams that the husband was unfaithful.
2: Oh, wow. Her
1: dreams were completely fabricated based on no evidence, but she would blame him for treating her so poorly and for sneaking behind (laughs) her back with her best friend who was the person that he was cheating with in the dream, he would throw his hands in the air, surrender, and obviously have no way to defend the actions because they didn't take
2: place. So her insecurities were navigating her marriage and she thought they were premonitions or like signs from the spirit world trying to put her up on game?
1: Yep, and then they they figured it all out. They spent sessions exploring and discussing her fears with a a heavy emphasis on empathic listening, and then they discovered that she was having increased bad dreams due to consumption of melatonin. Mm. Unbelievable. Thank They're you very her in much. they that deep
2: sleep and giving her bad dreams. Yeah. So melatonin can it. I just knew the cat one, her. it, it, it just sounds like a an exclusively like lesbian problem 100%. or an exclusively gay man problem. Mm-hmm. But I didn't imagine that to be a, a heterosexual cray-cray.
1: I didn't think that a straight man would have such a relationship with a cat that he'd be willing Neither. to break up with his
2: wife. But they're, listen, hey, they're out there. We learn something new every day. Oh, and yes. happy
1: endings are on the way. So don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. Comes right back.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the
1: subject. The
0: new Channel Q.
1: All right. Our time is running short. I have a few announcements, and then we will get to our happy endings. For anyone who is uh, usually listening to Channel Q on Sundays, there's a very special program that is kicking off on Sunday, September 8th at 8 a.m. It is the I'm Listening campaign. It's a two-hour special. It's going to air actually on all the intercom stations here in the building and nationwide, I believe. Is that right, Ginger Dustin? Nationwide? Yeah it is part of a, a suicide prevention week it's kicking off suicide prevention week and it is meant to destigmatize uh, discussions about mental health and suicide prevention there's going to be people like Lizzo and Halsey uh, that are going to be uh, chatting about mental health and how important it is for us to keep the conversation going you know let's totally destigmatize let's let's get out of our minds that it's not Cool or chill to talk about mental health and to talk about, uh, you know, the things that trigger us, uh, trigger us as a nation and as a as a as the entire world, as people, as humans living here. So uh, definitely catch that if you're uh, able to, and if not, well, in addition to, you can also head over to wearechannelq.com because you could win a trip to Vegas to attend the Life Is Beautiful Music and Arts Festival. That's going to take place in downtown uh, downtown Vegas and the pool party series you'll also be getting into that that'll be at the downtown grand hotel and casino we're giving away three-day passes and so the only way to win them is to go to wearechannelq.com and register life is beautiful festival is taking place september 20th through the 22nd and of course you got post malone janelle Monet, billy eyelash all the great (laughs) ones eyelash billy eyelash isn't he great (laughs) oh wow come on now (laughs) I'm just stealing from Jared at this point Okay. happy endings let's get into it before we say goodbye there are sad and bummery things that we discuss on the show sometimes so it's important for us to leave our listeners with something happy we take something that was kind of sad we spin it around we make it positive we Mm -hmm. slap a silver lining on it and then we give it to you as a gift Do you want to start, Shar? Do you have a happy ending there?
2: Sure. Uh, Mine is to Imperial.
1: Oh, Imperial Young, the protester that we spoke to earlier today, who's on the corner of Netflix. Yes. Right now with a protest sign.
2: Yes. So listen, Imperial, your show is canceled and you're mad about it. And yes, that sucks. You know, you're out there braving the elements. It is absurdly hot in Los Angeles right now. You're staying hydrated. You're not eating. But on the bright side... It's commendable. You're keeping up the good fight. And not only did you shed a few pounds, which we all occasionally like to do. Yeah, to cleanse. But you should, by this time, have a nice little golden summery tan. Okay, that's good too. From being out there all day. Which goes a long way in L.A. So there are tons of happy endings. While the O.A. may never be picked up again, Imperial's going to be looking nice and right. Yeah, With your A glove. is getting
1: smaller. Yeah. It's very nice. Yes. Ginger Justin, do you have a, a happy ending?
3: Sure. That lady who tried to smuggle a baby into her carry-on luggage, um, she saved 50 bucks on her check baggage fees, but she can put that towards her bail now.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she that's saved 50 one. bucks on checking Justins the bag. Justins are always
2: so good. Oh, it's so irritating. <laughs>
1: Be my writer. Be (laughs) my writer. Slave away. My happy ending is as follows. Sure, that teacher was arrested for stealing bundles and bundles of science supplies from a school that probably really, really needed those supplies. But on the bright side, she got to prove wrong flow from the progressive lady who says it's always better to bundle. (laughs) It's not always better to bundle, and she proved it. Oh,
2: Flo with her winged liner and oh, red that's lips. Stupid lady. I like Flo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do too, actually. She's fine. All right. I thought you were gonna
3: say the bright side was. I thought you were gonna say the bright side was no crepes.
1: That's true. And there were no crepes involved in the bundle. Oh, my gosh. But no bodily fluid crepes. Because no one, there. You know, they weren't in Ohio. Electric if you, chair. If none of this makes sense to you, please download the podcast. Because yes. we're referring to things that happened earlier in the show. We would hate for you to have FOMO, you know, in terms of and the show. And be missing out, yeah, you know? Yeah, don't be missing out. Download the podcast, drop the subject wherever you find your podcasts. And we will see you tomorrow for another live show. Bye-bye.